0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If it's not in our best interest, it's not in his either. And he's going to speak up about it. This is The Roy Green
1: Show. Somewhere between a boy and man
0: She was 17 and she was far from in between It was summertime in northern Michigan Oh, I get wrapped up in these young love stories. That's enough. I know how it ends. It's the Roy Green Show on the (laughs) Chorus Radio Network. Thank you so much for making us part of your weekend. Trudeau government has told Canada's border service agents to shut up about uh, people crashing the borders and entering Canada illegally. Journal de Montréal reports on that. I like to do that little French thing. Le Journal de Montréal reported on that. CBSA, Canada Border Services Agency. Don't speak about people entering the country illegally. Quote, only designated spokespersons can make statements or observations to the media about field operations. Well, you know, there is such a thing as television cameras. They kind of tell the story. Uh, Illegal, or as the prime minister prefers, irregular border crossers from New York State into Quebec at the saint bernard de la Colle crossing. Roxham Road, I know it well, 400 per day, some days, more than 20,000 in 2017. We don't really know who they are, a lot of them, or where they may wander off to in Canada while supposedly waiting for their IRB hearings, their Immigration and Refugee Board hearings. I think there's still over 40,000 people missing in this country who didn't show up for their IRB hearings, or maybe that's just a constant number that's being repeated so, what's happening is that with Quebec asking for help, the federal government has uh, offered a choice, is offering a choice to illegal entrance into Canada from the United States, where they should be pursuing their refugee claims. Uh, the federal government is saying, look, if you don't want to be in Quebec, we'll move you to Ontario, to Toronto, and Toronto is in, uh, is in financial trouble. Can you get that Tory, Don Tory clip ready? Toronto's having trouble dealing with it. Here's John Tory. The City of Toronto, may I be clear, the City of Toronto is here to help. We are committed to providing shelter and support to all those who need it. Our staff is working hard every day to keep people safe with a roof over their heads, and City Council has supported these efforts every step of the way. So they're short on money. They want money. Toronto needs more money. They don't have the space. They don't have the dough. Um... All right. Now, look, they might be refugees from the United States, but they may not, by law, enter Canada and claim refugee status while they're in or from the U.S. If you're if you're a refugee and you're in the United States, you have to claim refugee status there. You can't refugee country shop. That's what the third safe third country uh, agreement is all about. Except the the brilliant minds who devised this plan decided that it only applied at regular. Border crossings, not between regular border crossings. You know that story by now. Anyway, uh, Richard Curlin joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Corridor's Radio Network. He knows the Quebec uh, immigration system probably better than anybody. He knows the federal immigration system probably better than anybody. And uh, he's our go-to voice. So, Richard, what what exactly is wrong about what's happening on Roxham Road between Champlain, New York, and Cote du Lac, Quebec.
1: Well, you know, what's exactly wrong, uh, the finger-pointing starts with our good neighbor to the south. It's not what's happening on our side of the border, it's what's happening on the American side of the border. It's like a toothpaste tube. You give it the Trump squeeze... And Canada takes on additional intake of uh, uh, American-lodged individuals who seek uh, to lay claims in Canada. So, you know, we're doing it right in Canada. I've read the internal reports from CBSA and the higher-ups of Ottawa Immigration Management. They're, They're taking in daily reports they canvass the CBSA officers We're not walking blind into the summer refugee claim season. It's carefully calculated. And uh, this time around, Canada's working even smarter, likely on standby, are individuals, communication teams, who will leave Canada and enter the affected communities within the United States to debunk social media.
0: But they've been doing that, Richard. They've been doing it, obviously, with not the effect that they expected, because the border crossings are continuing, and they're expected to increase. And Jean-Pierre Fortin, the Mm. president of the uh, CBSA, says they don't have enough agents. They don't have enough people. They can't do the job they're supposed to do. And so our border has become porous. I understand what you're saying. The Americans should be stopping people from leaving the United States are slowing them down. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, it's a little more than. that. I mean, you know, since 9-11,
1: tens of billions of dollars have been thrown at border security yeah. in the United States. And, yeah. you know, don't tell me that the Americans don't have the technical means to not only survey, uh, watch who's going into the United States, but the same mechanism, watch who leaves. And if there are individuals... Well, what
0: what should they do, Richard? What should the Americans do?
1: Well, here's the thing. I've I've seen... We should be sending a Trump tape where he says in public that an invoice, basically, for services rendered should be sent to Mexico for their failure to control people entering the United States. What's good for the goose is good for the... No,
0: look, let's talk about about Canada. We We have a law about entering Canada. We have people who are, we have laws about entering Canada. We have people who are waiting outside this country patiently, year after year after year, to get into the country and do it legally and do it properly. What we have now is the result of the Prime Minister of Canada's tweet welcoming the world to Canada. It doesn't matter that the federal government sent various people to various communities, ethnic communities in the United States, saying, don't come to this country because you don't have the kind of freedoms and opportunities that you think you have, that you've been told you have. It doesn't exist that, like that in Canada. But they're coming. And what are we doing? I, I feel for these people. Trust me. I feel, And I understand that they want a better life. I get all of that. But we're a country of laws, and our border is significant, should be sacrosanct. And I do have a concern, Richard. Yeah. That there are people who have ill intent to Canada, ill intent to the people of Canada, who will take advantage of an opportunity like this to get themselves into the country.
1: And that's what we've got to watch. And I know the, the person who's on top of this watching for precisely that is over at the office of the Quebec Premier because they're footing the bill for the federal level's failure to adequately control and manage our Canadian border, so people do enter legally. It's not against the law to make a refugee claim in Canada with an illegal entry, uh, but someone's paying the bill until there's an, a refugee decision. And in large part, it's the problems of Quebec. So if the prime minister puts on the political hat, acts smart, cut that 100 million dollar check, hand it over to the Quebec premier, that will help trampoline Quebec uh, claimants over to Ontario
0: if you if you enter Canada from the United States and if you're seeking refugee status, you're supposed to apply for refugee status in the U.S. That's the fundamentals of a yeah. safe third country agreement. And if you if you wander across if you if you wander across at Lacolle, which is the big huge border crossing between Quebec and, and New York State, as you know. If you try to enter there, the way they're entering on Roxham Road, got to be turned back.
1: You know how tough it is to look into the face of I I I don't doubt that, my say, friend. Wait. I get it. Right after this show, I'm heading to a birthday party. First year in Canada Syrian refugee family, and I know they're asking me, how can I help my sister, my brother in Syria? What do you mean it takes 4 years? I'm watching TV. People are crossing the border into Quebec. Now, they're not waiting 4 years. What do you tell these people? So, yeah. We
0: have look, wrong. the way we the way we should be doing it is we should have long ago decided that we would go to refugee produce, producing countries and find people who re, re, who really need this country and bring them here and have a manage, manageable number. We cannot just we can't do what Germany did.
1: Right? But here's a $200 million immediate policy solution, by the way. Okay. Canada selects government-assisted refugees. They're all queued up. They're coming in every month. We have groups of people in Canada, faith-based and others, who want to pony up cash, $50,000 per family. They want a refugee to help. They're told it takes four years. Toss that system. If we have an inventory of people willing to help with cash in hand, match them up with the government-assisted refugees who are going to be here next month, everyone's happy, including the taxpayer, because we will save, with that simple upgrade, $200 million a year.
0: If they're properly vetted refugee claimants, that's yeah. the right thing to do.
1: And they're all vetted in terms of their claims. Security, but the people who are walking across
0: stuff. the border, God love them, they're not vetted.
1: Yeah. Well, if they're not vetted, and they're in the United States for that period of time, it's pretty low risk even for canada
0: i i think you're reaching
1: <laughs> only for good
0: things i think you're reaching it's always great speaking with you my friend thank you for the time thank you keep well bye bye richard curland he's advised both the federal and the quebec governments on immigration and refugee matters 800-263-2428 is the number 1-800-263-2428 is my number um what's the right thing to do at the border when somebody enters this country without any papers without any without any means of support and they just arrive as they're arriving what's the right thing to do open the country or say I'm sorry go and apply Or, you were in the United States, you should have applied for refugee status there, go back and apply for refugee status in the United States. That's why we have the safe Third Country Agreement. What is the right thing to do at our border? Just open it up? Or not open it up? 800-263-2428. Michelle Rempel coming up later. Your calls when we come back.
1: One of the most respected and experienced broadcasters in the industry. This is the Roy Green Show.
0: By the way, I was not going to mention anything about the White House press dinner last night, but I'm just going to do this very quickly. And I'm not going to mention the woman, uh, the, uh, the 32-year-old comedian who so brutally went after um, the press secretary of uh, Mr. Trump. Maggie Haberman from the uh, New York Times tweets this. That at press sex sat and absorbed intense criticism of her physical appearance, her job performance, and so forth, instead of walking out on national television, was impressive. Get a life. She didn't know what to do. That was just brutal. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. A lot of class last night. The moron on the stage. Not so much. Dave is in Winnipeg. Hey, Dave, thank you for the call, sir. Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, both the uh, immigration yes, and regular sir. regular crossings, I've seen it already come up. I thought it was Michelle Ramphill said the entire border from one end of the country to the other should be designated a border crossing station, and, and that way they would have to go through that. So if Scheer was to get elected, he could do that. If he chose to, possibly, maybe the courts would say no. Maybe he'd have to use the notwithstanding clause to make that happen. So there's some solutions there. I don't think that Sheer will do anything different either, though, but not to that extent that it's going to correct the problem. There is a problem. It needs to be addressed. It's not going to be addressed by the current government. It's not going to be addressed by the current prime minister. He's helpless and hopeless and flopping around. Trying to find the right words at any given time, and he, and he very seldom does it. Dave, thank you for the call. It's a major issue. It is a major issue, and I know, I know, that if you challenge allowing unchecked access into Canada, you'll be described in unflattering terms by the refugee industry. Well, there are rules about entering this country, and this is a generous country. We, we, are, we are one of the most generous countries in the world. We're, not, we, we're huge in size. We're not huge in population. And, uh, you know, we, we, have the, uh, we have people within this country who will slam anyone who doesn't agree with their points of view. Well, start with me. I've got broad shoulders. Ann is in Vancouver. Hi, Ann. Thank you for the call.
2: Uh, you're welcome and thank you uh, i'm saying for read the refugees we already have some in our, the tents outside and on our side of the border who have been there for a while and are not housed and i say that they should be looked after first and those tents dismantled and anyone else who wants in should apply officially the proper way and not walk in anymore i think are i'll say it for you i say the border should be closed and they should come in properly if they want to come in here because we're not an open house.
0: All right Anna, thank you for the call. What happens if you don't if you don't have order, if you don't have rules, if you don't have people who are willing to enforce the rules and create the order, then you wind up with disorder and anger. Seeing some of that in Europe now. I'm not making a direct parallel comparison, but entering Canada without observing the rules and without our country enforcing the rules doesn't make any sense. Brian is in Memico, Ontario. How are you, Brian? Where are you, Brian? Here's Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Brian, Brian, going once, going twice. Taylor is in Winnipeg. Go ahead, Taylor. Good afternoon, Roy. Yes, sir.
1: informative, many times frustrating. Who me? <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> Just the information that we end up uh, actually finding out is. Oh, good.
0: I, I was. I keep thinking that I'm so 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 common sense. I can't believe it when people say I don't agree with you. It's, it
1: well, sets and, me back, know, sir. Uh, and the border <laughs> issue is is uh, until we get a government that that uh, first of all can put two words together that make sense. Uh, and, and I'm going to be uh, dropping off topic when I. Uh, start talking Trudeau, because he's an embarrassment. All right, so
0: should we, because I only have about 45 seconds, should we be, should we close the border to people who are not brought here as refugees, who have, according to the third, safe third country, rule and law that we pass, treaty that we have, who, who should be following through on a refugee claim in the United States, but are coming to Canada instead, probably because of Trudeau's tweet. Um, should we be saying no to them?
1: Well, most certainly. It's hard to do that, me. but should we? No, there's, it's not hard. It's just no, get out, and they should be deported immediately.
0: All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. When we come back, we'll talk to Michelle Rempel about all of this. She's the uh, immigration critic, as you know, a citizenship and immigration critic for the Conservative Party of Canada. She's uh, completely outspoken, and I think she absolutely terrifies Justin Trudeau. So, um, Michelle and her thoughts on our Canadian border. My email is roy at roygreenshow.com.
1: Proudly Canadian, and making Canada proud. This is the Roy Green Show.
0: I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show, and uh, remember, you can listen back to anything that we air at roygreenshow.com in the podcasts. Also, want to remind you, if you're in the Toronto area, Toronto or Hamilton uh, area, that uh, there'll be the vigil at Mel Lassman Square in Toronto at seven o'clock this evening for those who lost their lives on uh, Monday in that horrific attack, and um, should be about an hour in in length. The main presentation is going to be from uh, the main stage, but there will be four large screens around the perimeter for the crowds that are expecting some 3,000 people on the square and up to 25,000 in the surrounding area. Yonge Street is going to be closed in both directions from Shepherd to Park Home as of uh, about 25 minutes from now. So the vigil will take place, uh, start at 7 o'clock at Mel Lastman Square in Toronto, and it will continue until approximately 8 o'clock. Michelle Rempel joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. She's the Conservative Party of Canada, immigration critic, citizenship and immigration critic on this issue of Canada's borders. And uh, what to do with the people who are crossing the border from the United States. Again, where the safe third country agreement demands that refugee claimants make their claim and see the claim through to the end. Michelle, thank you for the time and, and how do you assess what's going on and and what the government is doing, isn't doing, and should be doing.
2: So what's happening is uh, people are legally entering Canada through um, non-official points of entry, and they are claiming asylum in our country. And that's, of course, entering from the United States of America, which, of course, most people in the world would consider a safe country to the extent that the, uh, a Liberal government in 2002 created an agreement that said that if you've claimed asylum in the United States, you um, cannot claim asylum in Canada, with very few exceptions. And the problem that we're seeing today is that that agreement doesn't talk about what happens if you illegally enter the country. So people are taking advantage of that loophole and coming into the country en masse. And this, of course, happened after the Prime minister tweeted out hashtag welcome to Canada January 2017. We went from very low numbers the year before to 20,000 people entering the country this way. And now this year, um, estimates have us on course for about 50 to 70,000 people uh, coming in this, this year through that way. And this is a problem because unplanned immigration, especially humanitarian immigration, we do want to help the world's most vulnerable, requires a plan given that um, most people who claim asylum require um, subsidized housing, uh, access to the health care system, and uh, social assistance. And with our plan, um, it creates a burden on these programs. And uh, certainly we saw this in Toronto, news breaking that I think it was 40% of the uh, usage of Toronto's uh, um, housing or homeless shelters were from asylum claimants. And uh, the Quebec government, of course, calling Ottawa's response unacceptable. So what's happened to date is the Liberal government, instead of trying to fix the loophole in the Safe Third Country Agreement, which is incentivizing uh, people to enter the country through this way, they have put hundreds of millions of dollars to basically assist people who have decided to come into the country this way. uh, Everything from helping their um, process their paperwork more quickly uh, to... um, building essentially a tent city or a refugee camp at the U.S.-Canada border, and this is unacceptable. We should be managing a fair planned asylum system uh, or uh, immigration system. We should be helping the world's most vulnerable. Uh, This situation is, uh, frankly, out of control, and uh, the government needs to do something to get us back to order uh, rather than simply throwing money at the problem and making it worse.
0: We're also legitimizing border violators, people who don't really have um, anything but an economic desire to be in Canada, which is also understandable, depending on where in the world you are. But just because it's understandable, doesn't mean that it should be accommodated.
2: Well, the problem is, is we don't know who these people are, right? This is right. the reason why we have economic streams and humanitarian streams is that it allows us to plan the number of people that we we'll accept under each budget accordingly. Uh, the provinces have a role to play in that discussion, but what's happening right now is you know, we don't know who these people are, but we don't know if they're coming in for economic reasons or if they have a legitimate asylum claims. And the problem is because the process by which we determine that through the Immigration Refugee Board, this is the body that processes these claims, we're looking at potentially up to 11-year wait times for these claims to be processed and uh, you know frankly that's unacceptable because during that period of time uh, people are entitled to access our socialist uh, programs and we don't have a plan to deal with that um, and people many new canadians who have come to canada legally are looking at this and going you know i've got relatives waiting in the queue um, so so certainly i think this is a very unacceptable process that the government. That Justin Trudeau has not put a lot of attention on in terms of a permanent fix, and uh, I, I think many Canadians are really questioning his ability to manage our borders, and it has a human cost, right?
0: Yeah, uh, the, we also know from the Journal de Montréal, and uh, from the Canada Border Services Agency, from Jean-Pierre Fortin, their president, that the government has issued a directive to CBSA border officials To not talk to media. This is not your right. There's all designated people. I understand that under certain under circumstances you want to have want to speak with one voice. But if the situation is pell mell and out of control in a certain area, then I would then I would want to know that. I would want to know what's going on. And it suggests to me that they don't the federal government is afraid of the word getting out of just how out of control some areas are.
2: You know, I I think it's – what the government is trying to do here, what Justin Trudeau is trying to do, is really hoping that Canadians are not going to pay attention to this. Right. Um, But it's really – it's sort of hypocritical given that he was very excited and very happy to take photo ops with you know refugees at airports. You know, I have to wonder if he is so excited to do the same thing with people who have been in homeless shelters for a long period of time. Um, and, you know, it, it gets worse for him when he does things like stand, you know, in front of an auditorium full of people in Edmonton and tell a veteran that he's asking more than Canada can give. Yeah. And then prioritize hundreds of millions of dollars for people who are coming into the country uh, through unofficial points of entry. And that, to me, is, uh, you know, just it, 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 he's not doing his job. Like, you know, the point I've been trying to make very strongly, Roy, is that I believe in immigration. I mean, my family are immigrants. We are a country of immigration. The problem is, is that people lose that social license for immigration if the process is not run in an orderly planned way. And how can we help the world's most vulnerable? You know, I'm thinking about LGBTQI members uh, from from Iran who, who, you know, are persecution. I've done a lot of work on the Yazidi genocide. Um, how do we prioritize and care for those people in addition to the, you know, the citizens of Canada? Even there's a huge deficit right now. If we are just basically running without a border, which is what's happening at what Quebec withdrawal process, like it's a non existing border. Right? Yeah, it's it's and not. It's that really that really bothers me.
0: It's not being done in any way, shape, or form. As that that, that makes sense. You have to have order. You have to have a system. And the system has to be respected, and it has to be run appropriately so that there is backup available when backup is required. So you don't have the mayor of Toronto saying, we're out of money. We don't have the money. We want to help, but we don't have the money. We, For Justin Trudeau to simply say, or his government to say, this people were crossing the border into Quebec, and, and Quebec is saying we can't take anymore. The, for the federal government to then say, well, we'll just offer you the option to go to Toronto. That is – that's – that's just not, that's not coherent.
2: Well, and, and here's the thing, like, we're out of money, period. Like, I mean, the federal budget, like, the deficit is out of control. I mean, it's, it's actually out of control. Like, they, they can't even say how out of control it is. And, so, so, when, you know, it, it, if you've got leaders from across the country are saying, well, we need more money, I would say, actually, what we need is a plan to make sure that immigration is orderly. and and plan for in a sustainable way. So this is why we've been advocating for things like, and, you know, um, know, people on the left are losing their mind over this, but um, we could legally, and I'm not talking about putting up, like, physical infrastructure, we could legally, through legislation, actually the minister already has this power, deem the entire Canadian border, land border with the U.S., an official point of entry just on paper, and the Safe Third Country Agreement would apply. So that and what that would do is allow the CBSA instantly, uh, instant, to apply the safe third country agreement to people who are illegally crossing the border. Makes sense. Um,
0: I mean, they, if you're I going mean, to, if you Michelle, those if are the
2: sort of those are the sort of things we should be looking at rather than spending out of control and, and and forcing people into homeless shelters. If
0: you're going to have a safe third country agreement, then you can't say it's going to apply only at these particular border crossings where there is staff and where there. Are, uh, where, where, where there are buildings, you can't say that. If a safe third country agreement has to encompass the entire border of Canada with the United States, and that includes the lakes, Michelle, I have to uh, have to run. But thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's an good, important issue.
0: Good talking to you, Michelle Rempel, the MP for Nose Hill in Calgary, the uh, citizenship and immigration critic for the Conservative Party of Canada. When we come back, the uh, peace agreement, which appears to be ready to take place, between North and South Korea. Just a matter of weeks ago, there were concerns about North Korea lobbing missiles, nuclear missiles, at Japan and maybe at the United States, and now this is a lot better. um, North Korea seems ready to make peace with, with South Korea. We'll talk to Colonel Peter Mansour about that. U.S. Army retired. He's the Raymond E. Mason, Jr. Chair of Military History at Ohio State University. He's the author of Surge, My Journey with General David Petraeus, and the Remaking of the Iraq War.